Yes, no, yes, no, yes, it's always yes, of course, when you are doomed in the dungeon. Greetings, one and all. I am one of your hosts, Caleb Winfield, to yes. my immediate left. Yes, yes, We have a Daniel Bryan uh, match in the background, so. Right. There you go, nice. There you go. This is Andrew. And it's Henry, and we're going to talk about, like, live experiences, going to shows, meeting people. Marty Janetti. All those, <laughs> all those good things. So... What do you remember was your first like live show you ever went to? It was the we went to Raw. We went to Raw. It was, yeah. it was Shawn Michaels' birthday. Yeah, it was. I remember the cake thing. Sonny brought out the cake. Yep. Um, and then Ahmed Johnson got beat up by Farouk. It was Farouk's debut. Um, this was in '95. So. It had to be '95. Um, I think in the summertime, right? Mm, probably. Probably like sometime in August, whenever John's birthday is. Um, and we, it was a raw, and it was in the the uh, which one was it? The key arena? Key arena, yeah. The key arena. Uh, the key or arena. Was it Tacoma Dome, maybe? No, it was the key arena. It was the key. Yeah, it was key arena. We went to the Tacoma Dome once for a house show. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and I think maybe a raw, uh, but for this one, yeah, it was the key arena because remember it was in Seattle. And uh, they taped four episodes. Like, they taped a long time. And that was my... I didn't realize that. I thought it was just go to Raw for an hour. That yeah, was it. Like, I thought... Was, yeah, I always wondered why... How, like, with Nitro, when they would tape, like, they would do live. I'm like, okay, so do you just go home? That's a waste of time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I mean, obviously, they pad the shows with dark matches and things like that. Um, but, yeah. I, I thought maybe a couple hours. Maybe tops. But, like, it just kept going and going. And you would see, like, Sean come out four times. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know... It's like, wait, I thought he was hurt. And, like, Bischoff says, you know, like... And it's a... It, when you think about it, it is. It's a really stupid way to do things. Because once you've seen something, you've seen it. So, the more times you see it, the more diminished the pop is going to yeah. get. By the fourth show that goes live to the audience, they're like, they're dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we didn't stay for the end. Not to mention the seats weren't great because uh, our dad is a cheapskate. And so <laughs> we, we were super duper high up in the air. And, Binoculars. Uh, but it was still cool. Um, and the Bulldogs theme was to this day the loudest thing I've ever heard in person. The loudest <laughs> theme music ever. I mean, I, yeah, I, I was like, I was, you know, I was 12. I could handle big things, but I had to put my hands over my ears because it was just like. Like it was a fucking guy with a megaphone in my ear. It was Jamie Hart with his his megaphone. This was '95, man. Bulldog was in there for like every other segment. Oh yes, it was brutal. That's all we could talk about after everybody, the whole family, just how loud the Bulldog's fucking music was. Yeah, it was it was cool seeing people live. So. My first one was a house show in Seattle, and um, I remember I, probably went through. I really wanted to go. It was in 2000. Okay. Uh, um, my, it, my, but my parents were like, no, nah, we're not going to spend money on that. Right. Uh, and so I was bummed. And then I found out one of my best friends growing up was going. Uh-huh, yeah. And like his dad was taking him and his brother. And I go, I'm so jealous that he gets to go. Right. Right. But and the night before, I, my mom gets a phone call from my friend's dad. He's like, "Hey, Colton's brother dropped out. Does Henry want to go?" And then 
my mom was like, well, you're going. <laughs> so I was like, what? I'm going? <laughs> like, I'm going to live wrestling? Hell yeah. And then, like, that was the first time, you know, when you go out to your seats, you're like, wow, there's the ring right there. Right. Like, you know. And I didn't realize what a house show was. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? At, like, 12 years old. Right. Like a draw so it's like, oh, it looks like the Raw set. But like someone explained to me, like, no, no one else has seen this but us. Right. And I was just like, what? So it's like our own pay-per-view kind right. of thing? <laughs> well, it's cool because there's always really cool stuff at house shows. Yeah. yeah. And I, I look back at the card, cool. and I was just like, wow, that's a stacked card. Yeah, like, the titles I, matches, I saw, matches. I saw Triple H in his prime versus Chris Jericho. Right. Like, yeah, you sure. know. That, they had a great running back then, too. Yeah, so, and it was just like, and I also saw a Biker Taker match. Oh, there you Unfortunately, go. he didn't come out on the motorcycle, but... Uh. Well, the, 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 the houses are a little lot smaller too. Well, yeah, like I remember the aisle being weird because they like they would come out of a curtain and they would like walk and they would have to take a turn and right. walk down an aisle. So uh, it's kind of like the old school kind of way of doing it. Yeah. After the uh, uh, what was the second what was the second um, live event you went to? Man, I know the first. Yeah, because the second had the first. I mean, we went to a couple. I don't remember doing any Attitude Era stuff, though. See, because I went with Mike a few times, I think. Mike was my best friend growing up. Um, The first, I went to a house show with him, and I think, I think, I think maybe Dad took us. I can't remember, I can't remember why you wouldn't have been there. Um, But I don't know if you, I don't think you were. But this one, I think it must have been a B-show loop. But I remember the first match, Brian Christopher was was in it. And I was, the first time I ever had close kind of seats, it was... You know, like, first you start with the floor, and then, you know, when you start that first kind of mm-hmm. level up? Yep. I was first, like, line in that first row up. Yep. So I was pretty close. Closer than I, way closer than I was at the key arena. And I remember just thinking how weird it was that Brian Christopher was right oh, there. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And uh, the main event was Ken Shamrock versus The Rock. And The Rock did a promo beforehand where he was, like, talking about how... Tacoma's got a real problem with gun control, but no need to worry because the biggest gun is right here. And he flexed. And my friend Mike thought it was like the coolest thing he'd ever heard in his life. <laughs> like he, I remember we talked about it for days afterwards. He you remember the gun show? The gun. He thought. The, I remember he had an email that he set up. It was like the gun 38 or something like that. He thought it was just the coolest thing ever. Uh, but I, I, just, I don't think you were there that no, so. And then I was there for another Attitude House show. You should maybe no. I think you were here for this one. Was I? I think because it was me, Mike, uh, Brandy, maybe. Um, do you, I don't know if you remember. The main event was Stone Cold versus Kane, The Undertaker, and I think Mankind with Commissioner Slaughter as the ref. That's stacked. Do you remember that? I don't recall. And then the, uh, the, the New Age Outlaws came out, and Road Dog said a joke where he said when he was in the shower earlier he saw. Mark Henry bend over and all he saw was Black Hole and he sang Black Hole Sun. <laughs> and then uh, he did the introduction and then afterwards uh, Billy Gunn got on the mic and said, God damn, that was really loud. And I, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a stacked show. Like yeah. It was peak attitude era. Slaughter got on the mic and said, Yo, Mr. McMahon, uh, you know, appointed me as referee and to make sure that Stone Cold Steve Austin does not leave uh, Washington State with the WWF title. And then I think he beat Kane or Mankind with a stunner. And yeah, I don't, know, I don't know why some of those are kind of a blur. Um, right. I remember, Henry, you, you and I were outside the key. With, we were waiting to go in. Where'd and, you guys go? Um, it was a Raw? It was a Raw or something, wasn't it? And I remember one time, too, when I was a kid, this may have been one of the shows that you and I went to, I had a, a whiteboard. Yeah. And I would clear it off and yeah. make signs. <laughs> I think I remember, it was a key arena one. I remember like putting a sign that said, let my, my people in. <laughs> <laughs> because they weren't they weren't opening the doors on time. Right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 
And I, I, I don't know which show that was, but... I want to think that was the Key Arena one. The Key Arena one, yeah. I could be wrong, though. Because I remember you had your little blue backpack full of signs. It was like a teal green uh, leather backpack, I think. Signs were like the funnest part. The signs were the funnest part, man. Yeah. Uh, I loved making the signs. The signs Watching just... on TV, seeing like in 97 and 98, I don't know if you'd be able to see anything because right. there's so many signs. Yeah, now uh, there isn't any. Now there's not really any signs at all. We went to the... We, I, I know I was there with Mike. Uh, the Raw, where Mr. McMahon picks his number for the Rumble. Oh. Uh, was that? At... Yeah, in was, Seattle? Yeah, it was in Seattle. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I, that's all I remember. Because I, I also remember I made a Job Squad sign. Because I figured I had the best chance of it getting on TV since Sony really made Job Squad signs. <laughs> right. Well, that's fair. I remember the second show I went to was a Raw in 2002. Okay. And I remember tickets were going on sale. And I was just like trying to convince my dad to buy tickets. I was like, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. And like, he was like, oh, I'll think about it. So he went off to like... Go play pool with the neighbor up the street and drink beer. <laughs> and, um, so he, he comes back. He's like, you know, I'll go forty dollars a ticket or whatever. But then when we went on the computer Ticketmaster, all those tickets were sold out. Right. And then it, there was only like twenty bucks left, and it was like in the upper level. I was right. like, okay, whatever, let's just do it. And I was like, oh, we're gonna have shitty seats right. and everything. But like once I got there, I didn't care. I was like, oh my god, these right. seats are like best right. <laughs> and then it was uh what and i remember lesnar came out with a hulkamania shirt because he just took out hogan the previous week right yeah and i was like oh i missed it by one week seeing hulk hogan or whatever oh, that's true, yeah. but like i also remember that night when we bought the ticks so like smackdown coming to seattle i, like, oh, I could have waited for you know and got better right. seats but i didn't care afterwards but like i remember that main event was stacked in it was like the Un-Americans and Triple H versus Biker Taker, Rock, Booker T, and Gold Dust in a tag match. The hey. crowd, I remember, was hot for Taker. They wanted him in the right, match yeah. badly. And then afterwards, um, they're trying to get Taker to do the spin rooney but he oh, wouldn't. Oh, was that that night? Yeah. Oh, wow. but he wouldn't do it. Pretty then uh, Vince came out and did the spin rooney right. And Taker so. still wouldn't do no. it. <laughs> no, I saw, but at the house show I saw... The main event was Benoit and Kane versus Taker and Rikishi in a tag match. It's interesting. Yeah, it was a weird combo. <laughs> but Rikishi and Taker won the match, and then, you know, Too Cool comes out. They actually convinced Taker to do the dance. Uh, so, Well, that's pretty good. So, yeah, like, because the crowd wanted to see Taker do the dance. Right. And, like, he was, like, teased like he was leaving, and, like, Rikishi's like, come on, brother, like, right. let's do this. Like, BSK, man. <laughs> you know, and then, like, so That's Taker's right, like yeah, Taker and Kishi. Taker's like all oh, fine. <laughs> Send the crowd home happy afterwards. Well, that's pretty. Oh, I would not have expected him to do that. Yeah, uh, the, I went to the Raw where WCW was here. Oh, had, did you see the main event? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I remember the guys in front of me were really funny. Uh, they were like these two frat guys, uh, but they were in suits, and they just—they were just awesome dudes. And. Uh, I remember I was so excited because I got to buy a pair of Christian's glasses. Oh, yeah? Oh, I did the cool, like those big-ass bug-eyed uh, glasses. I loved Edging Christian back then. And I was so excited to see Buff Bagwell. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, like, all my friends I was with, uh, we were just, oh, we were so happy to see Buff Bagwell, man. Like, it made our night, like, we didn't think the match sucked. Like, I mean, we loved it. We yeah. were so happy. Uh, I think also when you're at an event, you don't care if the match sucks. It can it can be yeah. hard to make a match yeah. suck. Yeah, like 
But, like, if you watch it on TV, you're like, yeah, that sucked. Like but, like, we, if you're there having a good time, you don't care. Like, right? when we went, to a, we went to Elimination Chamber in uh, 2009, and it was a fantastic pay-per-view. That was uh, really great. It was. I remember, especially when the seats we had were like, holy shit, we were really close. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a great view of everything. And uh, the show was phenomenal. Uh, one of the better pay-per-views I've seen. And watching it later on, the HBK-JBL match is awful. Yeah, uh, but live it wasn't nearly as bad as yeah. it was watching it on. Yeah, because you know, you're, you're because we're like, like, oh, we get a Shawn Michaels match, right? <laughs> and you get to see him live, which is cool. Yeah, but do you guys remember back in the day, like having to get tickets, you had to call. It was awful. Yeah, it was awful because there was no internet. Yeah, or you had to go to like Fred Meyer's where they had a oh, a, the, in their the, entertainment the like section. They had a Ticketmaster thing, and you had to wait in line. Yeah, and you always got crap seats. And I always wondered where the hell people always got front row seats. Like I just always wondered how. Did yeah, how do did that? they do that? I I remember the closest I was I have ever been uh, it was supposed to be me and Bob for I think it was Raw or something, and uh, Bob had to bail out, so it was me and Randy. Oh, is that when you were sitting in the aisle? We were sitting. We were the first seat as they were coming down. Mm-hmm. So like. From they were like the, when the wrestlers came out, we were no more than maybe two feet away. Right. And so just seeing everyone come out and you're so close, it's amazing. Like Fuck you yeah. got you got fives from the good guys when they left. Right. You know the heels obviously didn't acknowledge you, but that's right. That was, should be being that close was just crazy. Right. And it was so fun. And then like little thing Garcia was taking pictures with, with people and stuff too, like before the not for the show. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah. Now the uh, WrestleMania one for thirty one, we got decent seats. I mean, it's a pretty big stadium, but yeah. we're still lower, lower tier. Lower bowl. I think the seats we got with thirty three was better because Bob was able to, you know. Yeah. So if, if there's anybody out there in Florida, and you know a guy named Bob, he's <laughs> super awesome. Uh, he is a magician when it comes to finding your good seats. I don't know how he does it, but we always end up with really good seats, whether it's club, suite level. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the same price that you paid originally. The, the same price, <laughs> yeah. So, I went to WrestleMania 19. Seats were decent. Uh, they weren't amazing, but they are pretty decent. And I uh, was sitting almost, almost right next to, he was like one seat over, a dude dressed just like Roddy Roddy Piper. And so when fucking Piper came out, this guy lost his mind. <laughs> like Old this Piper. Like man, this guy like lost his mind. Like, <laughs> he he timed this perfectly. Like he had no idea. No one knew Piper was gonna be there. I mean, yeah. Oh man, this guy. I never seen anybody happier. Remember that dude that hang around at the Seattle shows that we go to? He was, had a Rey Mysterio mask. Oh, and yeah, then he, he like kept that. on going up to kids and like he saved me, he yeah, saved yeah. me. He's creepy, dude. I, yeah, he's creepy. Like, he just walk <laughs> around in his regular mask and 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 go up to kids. So <laughs> yeah, he feel like he saved me. I'm like, okay, that's haunting. It is agreed. <laughs> Yikes! But the, the the thing with the outdoor uh, outdoor stadiums is always I'm always hesitant. Like, what's the weather? Because I'm waiting for the one year it just down. Right, it's gonna happen. It's yeah, gonna, and that's gonna be a miserable experience. Yeah, I don't. I would be fine with them going back to like baseball arenas, you know. Like I don't need the I don't need the big WrestleManias, you know. Like I don't need the big football stadium crowd. Yeah, I'm more than happy with the you know, just a really hot like twenty thirty thousand, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all about their money, right? So, right. Yeah. And I, you know, I get that they've been choosing like typically really nice locations that are always hot. Right. 
Yeah, but that's true. But there's going to be that day, man, where it's just going to downpour and it's going to suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bound to happen if they keep Well, they were way. talking about bringing the Rumble up for 2021 in Seattle. Oh, and, really? In Safeco Field. You know, that's middle of winter in Washington State. Even though they have a roof to it, but still it's going to be cold as hell if they did it. Well, I hear they're thinking about moving this year's WrestleMania to uh, Florida. Really? Yeah, instead of, uh, it was supposed to be Hollywood. L.A., yeah. Which was gonna be great because that's for me. It's like a five-hour drive, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah right there. That the, the goal is I was supposed to go to Mania this past year in Florida and Tampa. Then I was supposed to go to Seattle for the Rumble and then Mania in, in LA. That was, oh really? That, that was that was the goal. Oh right. And then you know coronavirus hit. <laughs> yeah. Not doing any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, going to uh, going to a rumble that would be a lot of fun. I would. You've I've been, been to a rumble. One, I've been the, the one two years ago, the one in Phoenix. Oh wow, how was that? It was great. Yeah, it was fun. It was one where they had the the males Royal rumble and the the oh okay one. right yeah yeah. So I mean, you got to count down basically sixty times. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't think it was any, fun though. Also, probably one of the most fun I've been to was the Raw after Mania thirty three. Raw, oh, if you man. have never been to a Raw after Mania, it is... It's intense. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. That crowd, because... We didn't let Roman talk for 20 minutes. We didn't. We booed him for 15, 20 minutes straight. And the thing is, is if you've never been to a WrestleMania weekend, like what we do is it's all day. It's a marathon. And right. you're like going to independent shows, you're going to wrestle show. You're watching you're wrestling to, yeah. all day. And so by the Monday after WrestleMania, you were so burnt out, and the crowd's just like crazy on fire. It's just like... It's, it's pretty Because half of those guys probably just showed up like Saturday night, you know? And, yeah. Or it's just the people that... I remember when WrestleMania was 19 was here, they had a, you know, Raw after Mania. I remember one kid's like, oh, I'm not going to Mania, I'm going to Raw. And one, another friend of mine's like, that's only for the losers that couldn't get a WrestleMania ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, ah, well. <laughs> Big time balling, man. Yeah, I'm going to Mania. You're going to a second rate Raw. <laughs> and every Monday Raw, the Raw after Mania, there's always beach balls. Yeah. I don't know how they get them in, but there's always beach balls. I think balls. there's a ban on them now. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. I always think the people who buy tickets, like, I always think you guys are crazy for buying tickets to WrestleMania in advance because. You never know what you're gonna get. Like you could get like That's why you get the hookup with Bob Dunn. <laughs> man, like what if it's you know, oh man, WrestleMania thirty four in a year, you know, and then WrestleMania thirty four. It's like, oh god. I remember there's, there's more to it than just and, the show though. Andrew and I were talking about going to what was it, twenty twenty seven or something when they were in Atlanta. Oh, oh, yeah. God. oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah, we were like talking about getting tickets for it and then Calver over there is like you guys are gonna get like the worst WrestleMania yeah. of all time. I don't know. Yeah, I remember you guys thinking you were crazy. Like, oh god, no. And then, like awful. it was like kind of pushing it too. It was like a couple months before the show, and there yeah. was like still some seats available. I was like, oh, we could spend like seventy dollars. We're like on the second level, like in the suite level or something at I the Georgia Dome. Kind of a fun way to gamble, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it, yeah. you get you get your tickets around November. You have no idea what the hell you're going to watch. Yeah, it that's could be true. Something, it could be the best WrestleMania of all time, or it could be like WrestleMania 32. You know, you could be sitting there like, just dead, drunk, drunk <laughs> out of your mind. I don't know. I, I think I was privy to the best WrestleMania of all time. I don't think it, I don't think WrestleMania 19 can be beat. Oh, 31. 31 was really good. 31, okay, so 
Let's see. What's the main event for thirty one? Brock, Brock and Reigns. Reigns with Seth. Was, okay, but I well, had, we saw we saw Money in the Bank cash. But I had Brock and I had Brock and Angle. I think that that cash in everyone was dreading Reigns. Right, that's yeah. true. So okay. just the fact that the cash in was and it, it, but I had Stone Cold last match. Uh, that's a first is the rock. He also he also had HBK Jericho. I also had HBK and Jericho. he had Hogan in the red and yellow. And they had Hogan in the red and yellow <laughs> versus Vince in his best match. Sting versus Triple H. NWO DX. Yeah. Yeah, damn, that's true. We had a solid ladder match. The ladder match <laughs> you know, for the Intercontinental title. Right. We also had Cena burying Rusev. Won that bet too. It was yeah. like cause Rusev was undefeated at that point. Yeah, I said Rusev was going to win, no and Cena no. was going to lose. No, way, no. no, what was better was your bet with Bob at 33. Uh, Cena's going to propose to Nikki oh. Bella in the ring. No, he's well, not. Well, Bob cheated because he was watching Total Divas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the inside scoop. He did. For a nice cold beverage. Well, I mean, <laughs> we see now how that turned out. So <laughs> I really should have won that bet. Yeah, but 19 was a really solid Yeah, I, 19 yeah. was good. Yeah, you guys had some pretty good stuff there. I, I, th- I, I don't think know. I think historically, the... I also wouldn't like Stone Cold's last match. That's true. And, and it was a good match, too. Yeah. Really good. Really weird seeing The Rock wear his vest. For right, him. I know, yeah. <laughs> right? He does. He wears it for like almost half the match. I think the uh, I think it's kind of cool seeing those guys, when they're past their prime, doing the independent shows. Oh, <laughs> oh that's got to be sad. That's sad, dude. Yeah. Like, there's some really, really, really... Out of shape wrestlers, right? That's really. I saw, I saw, I saw a photo. I saw a photo one time. It was like ten years ago or whatever. Slaughter and Kamala in a high school gym. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, Slaughter's <laughs> always been a fluffy, fucking soft. Like man, I, uh, like I got a problem with the guy, obviously, but it's just like, dude. You were like a G.I. Joe and everything, and you couldn't bother to lift a weight. You're always pudgy and soft looking. And, yeah. Was know? he a good special guest referee, though? No, he was horrible. <laughs> and he, wasn't, he wasn't even a good technical wrestler. Like Worse than Mr. T? No one's. Well, no, actually, no. Mungo McMichael was worse than Mr. T. Um, he takes that cake. But yeah, no, like. Yeah, no. No. I, but there was a, an advertisement for APW in um, San Francisco. And they had an advertisement for like the Rock and Roll Express, and they used like a, a stock photo from like twenty years ago. Oh yeah, I'm like that is that is. Have you seen them? There's no one in history who looks different. There's no one who looks more this different. Is, this is what you're getting, folks. Wow, yeah. yeah, it's and they're still on the circuit. And I, I rem- okay. So when we were at Mania last time, Andrew and I, we, we we always hit up WrestleCon, which is like the Comic Con of wrestling. Right. Yeah. Epic. Um. So there's all these old wrestlers there. Some still active. You Kelly know. Kelly's there. You know the important things. Important yep, things. The important things. So, but like that was the year the Rock and Roll Express went into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh right. So yeah. like the promoters that they've ever like, there's going to be a insane amount of people. Right. Going to meet the Rock and Roll Express, so they had like that, you know, like when you go to like the movie theater with all like the lines, right. like the with the ropes, the cues, yeah. And so like, but I look over there, there's not a single person over there, yeah. And because and then I look over, they're standing next to Edge and Christian's line, and their line is like almost out the building. And yeah. I go, I wonder why, <laughs> like no one, yeah, Edge and Christian, yeah. Yeah, me, yeah, Edge and Christian means a lot to my generation. Edge and Christian, great. Were you also in the, so, WrestleCon, not WrestleCon, Fan Access, 
they have like a two hour window, and after the first hour, they switch where superstars yeah. are, are doing the autographs. So you get in line for the superstar that you want to meet. And then if you don't make it to them by that first hour, they rotate. And I remember this huge line. I was in it. I was getting close to the front. And they pull out Kurt Hawkins. And the whole line leaves. <laughs> Everyone just leaves. I remember. Uh, what's that? What, 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 uh, Bob. And he's like, we can meet Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, look. There's Carlito's brothers over there. <laughs> well, we went to... Uh, the fan access we went to in Florida was the night of the Hall of Fame, so like all the big name stars were there. Right. So it was mostly just uh, NXT and lower car guys. Okay. But like one of them, we met Paul Ellering. Oh, wow. yeah, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, when I was talking to him, he's like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I go, uh, "Seattle area." And he goes, "Oh, are you a Seahawks fan?" And we started talking football a little bit, so that's cool. Man, that's funny. That's from the dungeon. It seems to be the wrestlers' guys' go-to. Is yeah. to talk about the local football team yeah. to people. But it was cool meeting a legendary manager like. Yeah, I've been super know, stoked to meet uh, Paul Eller in Florida connection. And then, but it's yeah. like he was saying, it was just like all like Kurt Hawkins shows up. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Peeling people now would be kind of stoked to see Kurt. I mean, I I would be excited to see uh, Kurt Hawkins because he's you know big action figure guy. Yeah, he was doing this this stick, which which is pretty funny on the, the dark matches. He would come out and be like, "Who's the man that's gonna beat my streak?" And streak was like he lost like two hundred matches in a row. <laughs> so he's like, "I'm on a I'm on a hot streak." <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool gimmick to go with that. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> there was Carlito's brothers we could have met, but I was like... Carlon or Primo? Primo, or, uh, Primo Epico. and Epico or whatever. Yeah, I don't know any of those. Uh, are they the guys who were with Torito? Yeah. Movie? I think they were, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. The Matadors they actually, or whatever? I didn't even realize they were still under contract. They just got let go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either. Man, so did freaking Joe Briscoe. Yeah. I wonder what that was about. I don't know Probably retirement. Because they've never made an official statement, did they? No. They, I think they did a bold statement for like everyone that they just did like. Did they? Out. Like, yeah. yeah, this is one big general. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> we wish you best in your future endeavors. Right. Don't call us. The, we'll call you. We went to the uh, Hall of Fame. And the biggest flaw in the Hall of Fame, well, there's a few of them. <laughs> it's too damn long. Yeah, you guys got a bum class too, didn't you? Yeah. 2015. Nash was the headliner, which was great. Yeah. But we had like the Bushwhackers. And- oh, well, I was excited. I was like, yeah, I'm at the Hall of Fame where Savage is in there. And it was so horribly it's just done. It was long, long. Done. I was say, what did you expect? Savage wasn't going to come out. Like, you expected, expected- <laughs> well, no, I thought it would be a little, like his brother would talk a little bit more than make a p- love poem to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like- yeah, but the, the, the biggest thing was that... They closed down the concession stand like two hours early. Oh yeah, and that was the first year when they started doing the Warrior Award. Oh, and so and that like, went on for like forty-five minutes. Diana Warrior, whatever, was on there just babbling on about it and yeah. everything. And they had to bring the that what was it, Connor Mahalik or oh. something. Connor the Crusher. Yeah, oh, they right, brought right. his dad and brother out, yeah. and then I was just like, and "Don't say it, don't say it." And it's like his brothers goes, "I love you, Connor." I'm like, "You just killed everybody." Yeah, happy like, nobody wants here. to really like it's see like, that. Yeah, the Warrior yeah. Award wasn't even supposed to be for anything like that. It was supposed to be for all the backstage people. With, you know, the only considered thing the Warriors ever fucking done in his life. <laughs> uh, and and they they need to sh- make it sh- make it quicker. And they need to put in less people each year. Yeah, they're, I mean, well, when they first out, when they? they first started out, like they were the classes were huge. Like 2004. Oh, classes. yeah, the Hogan class was like ten people. Yeah, 
You guys had... Well, now they're doing, like, you have the class, but then they have also, like, the second, like, the B-team people. Right. Because now Luna Vachon's considered a Hall of Famer, but, oh, like... Right, I'd say so. But... But she's in the Hall of Fame, but they never officially announced it. She's like in the subclass. They have like a subclass for They don't have a subclass. Huh. It's like, well, why aren't they... They just put her in the next year or like... They need a physical location. They need a Hall of Fame. Location. I think there is a pro wrestling Hall of Fame, but I don't know where it is. I mean, they have like the traveling one at the access shows. Yeah, but... They need like a... They like have been talking about putting a Hall of Fame in Orlando or whatever. Orlando? You guys, so you guys' class that you saw was Nash, Savage, Rikishi, Lunder oh. Blaze, Tatsumi Fujinami. That was an amazing uh, speech. <laughs> it was like, it was like five minutes, and Andrew gets up. He's like, "Yeah, you're the best." <laughs> I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah Bushwhackers and Larry Zabisco. Uh, and Zabisco, I mean, I, th- I think he's still somewhere talking about <laughs> yeah, it. He's like, ah, going down that rabbit hole. Oh my god. Yeah, so I mean, there were some good names, but everyone had just the longest speech. Well, I heard Vince was getting pissed backstage because people were going way over, way over, yeah, their time limit. You would think to let people know, like, man, ten minutes tops. Yeah, it sucks. For the, I remember Nash's speech being like really short. Yeah, the crowd's flat by the time the headliner comes out. Right, yeah. that's who you're really there for, right? Well, yeah, especially when you got people like Mr. T. Yeah, I think he would be going for like a half an hour or something. Talk about shit. Bomb. Yeah, and the celebrity wings a joke in itself. Hillbilly Jim. Oh, we had Schwarzenegger as the. Oh, that's dude. right. Yeah. Everybody booed him. <laughs> well, because governor of California, a lot of people apparently hated a lot him. Of people didn't was like he? Him. He wasn't a governor back then. Though. Well, but, no, but still, because it was, in uh, Cal- it was in California. It was in San Francisco, and he's a former governor. Oh, there, okay. And a lot of people didn't really care for him as governor. No, so they had, they felt the need to uh, boo him. Bullshit. But I really enjoyed the uh, the Marty Janetti experience. I've met Marty Janetti twice. <laughs> Ooh, not once, twice. No, never once has he been actually there. He his I don't know <laughs> what he was on or what, what he was been the drinking. First time? The first time was at APW in San Francisco, and he was doing a meet and greet, and he was doing a match. And like the meet and greet, I was like next in the line, and he was staring off into space. And the handler had to like pull his pull his <laughs> sleeves and go. You got people in line. He was like, "Oh, hey, man!" I was like, <laughs> "You want an autograph?" <laughs> <laughs> and he, <laughs> he kept doing that damn uh, with the dab. <laughs> he, he wasn't talking; he was just dabbing. The rocket drivers. And then he was in like this tag match, and he was just on the apron dabbing. The man now I think like, we oh, need to God. get to the source of the second encounter. The second encounter was that like eight hundred man battle royal. Uh, they had like Billy Gunn. All right, so we're at WrestleCon. This was in Florida. Yeah, WrestleCon Super Show, where they had the WrestleCon Rumble, which was a bunch of old wrestlers and like independent guys doing a Royal Rumble match. Yeah. So Marty's in it. He's wasted. The crowd knows. They start <laughs> chanting, "Marty's wasted." Yep. And like he kind of eliminates himself. He does. Like Gangrel, like throws him over the rope, it, and he just kind of like he sits on the, on the apron. Brand, and he just looks and confused. It's just, just like okay, I think I'm just gonna. And he just jumps down and walks away. <laughs> and then, so like after the match, Andrew goes, "I gotta go to the bathroom. Um, I'll be back and like whatever." Yeah. And so he comes back. I, he's gone for longer than usual. I go okay. And then he comes over to the seats, shakes his head, and he goes. You don't know what I saw. You don't want to know what I saw. I'm like, what did you see? 
Marty Jannetty's out there with wearing one shoe. He's missing one of them. He can't he's, find it. He can't find it. He's, he's talking around like an idiot. He's talking to two guys about his career, and there's a ring rat trying to bring him back to her hotel room. Wow. I have never seen. It was funny because Marty was clearly like trying to get her to like back off and go away. I'm sure he had you know some someone else in mind, but she was all over him. And she was just gushing about his his like his his uh, rock and roll time and uh, oh my god it was embarrassing. <laughs> Who's more begging, Marty Jannetty? <laughs> you should. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Examine your life. I'm pretty sure she had the intention of going up there doing a ton of drugs and mm. then just you know. Yeah. Let let the night take its course. Yes. And Marty was just hopping around on his damn one shoe. <laughs> Couldn't find the other one. So to this day, we're still thinking, where is Marty's missing wow. shoe? Yes, he was scheduled to be at the uh, WrestleCon for this year's Mania that I was going to plan that we were going to. We we're going to meet him for a third time? Until the PC, and I was like, what is he going to do this year? God forbid. <laughs> that guy, man. But he well, still gets booked, which is amazing. He kind of already did his thing by saying he killed someone. <laughs> yeah. He was on Twitter like, what? I disposed a body or something. Wait, you hear about that? No. <laughs> this happened a couple weeks ago. Did it really? <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have started eating fruit snacks. <laughs> Very chewy. Yeah, by before getting, I, plus I poured the whole bag in my hand and just moved <laughs> it out. Just don't choke on them when you're fine. Right. right. Well, just um, put it on an Evad Sullivan. Evad Sullivan, yeah. He was like live chatting on Instagram or something and said something about how he murdered a guy once who tried to rape him when he was a kid and hit the body. And then everyone was like, <laughs> What? And everyone was like, hey, Marty, think, did you just confess to murder, buddy? <laughs> I need to lay low, man. <laughs> um, and then he was like, oh, no, nah, man, it was a promo. <laughs> it, was, it was work. Yeah. Okay, Marty. Now, Don't worry, so, man, I'm not going to your cellar. That, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's some captivating stuff. I, you know, I've met a lot of wrestlers, but the ones I haven't met that I would love to is, is Hogan. Yeah. I'd love to meet Hogan, Michaels. Um, but you know what? The one time I had the chance to meet Shawn Michaels, he was like 300 bucks. It was a lot of money. He was like $300. Damn. And it was a picture, an autograph, and uh, I mean, that was it. So. And I think he wasn't there when we... He was only there. Oh, my. A day. Right, that spill. Uh, he was only there for like an hour or two hours, so it was very limited space. It was, was one of those times he needed to have like a pre-order ticket. Yeah. Um, so my so him, I think Hogan. I'd love to meet Stone Cold at some point. Right. Yeah. I've never met any wrestler, believe it or not. Which is weird. I thought you did. <laughs> no, never have. No. Um, my buddy Salim in high school once met Tommy Dreamer at a gym by accident. He was working out at Gold's, and my friend said he was. He's just like, was like I looked over, and all of a sudden he's like, "Fucking Tommy Dreamer." And I, I don't even remember anything. I, I said something to him like, hey. And then Tommy says like, hey, 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 some crazy <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> like, that's burned into my memory. Him saying that Tommy Dreamer said to him, hey, some crazy shit, man. Like, that's what he, he's like, I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, yeah, Tommy. Because I remember for weeks, there was a, there was a guy who used to work out at, at this, uh, at Gold's Gym in Marysville. And he was a professional wrestler. And he was just a huge dude. And it was like Big Brian, I think his name was. And he was wrestling Tommy Dreamer that weekend. And for like weeks, the posters had been up. And I was just like, oh my God, Tommy Dreamer's going to be here? This is incredible. 
And then my friend, yeah, he said he saw him outside the gym. And he's just like, crazy ass shit, man. Everybody was talking about still to this day. But yeah, I was so. You should tweet Tommy Dreamer and be like, what do you mean by. I was so jealous. I was so jealous. That was a huge ECW mark. I was so. It was like 90. Shit, I think it was 98, 99. Maybe, no. Might have been 2000, 2001, actually. Might have been. Yep, there we go. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the height of my ECW fandom, actually, which was right when ECW closed down. So, yeah, that that makes sense. That's why Tommy was out doing the rounds, because ECW had just folded. So he was taking independent broking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> crazy shit, man. <laughs> I've met Tommy Dreamer as well. Have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's doing an independent show. And, um, yeah, he was a cool guy. He's like the king of the independents. He really is. Didn't you meet the other king of independents, Kevin Sullivan? Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I hear he's a pretty cool guy. Where was that? APW. Was it APW? Yeah. It was the Cow Palace show you went to. It was the Cow Palace, right, yes. So he made it, because we have this Cow Palace area in San Francisco, pretty popular. It had that Eddie Guerrero match from... Yeah, I was going to say, the Cow Palace, that's, uh... Yeah. It's It's still around. It's It's definitely falling apart, but they did an independent show there... And uh, they brought some big names, you know, like Victoria was there, and oh, she's Kevin Sullivan. She's one of the nicest I've met. Yeah. Uh, uh, something Blanchard. Uh, what's her Polly name? Blanchard? Oh. The girl. Tessa? Yeah, Tessa Blanchard was there. She's kind of like that weird kind of hot to me, where like, I like, I don't know, I have a thing for chicks who have weird noses. She has a really weird nose. Well, if, if any girls out there are listening, <laughs> the boy, Bachelor. boy. So, the, were you taller than Kevin Sullivan? Yeah, he's in the, yeah, I don't think he's a very tall guy. I think he's like 5'9". Like yeah, I, I thought he was like 5'7". <laughs> yeah. I'm 5'10", 5'11". I thought you were 6'. No. Oh, I always thought you were 6'. My bad. Well, sure, we'll, we'll just go with that. Right, yeah. yeah. Six yeah. foot tall, yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, man, like I'm 5'8 I'm and a half, but I'm 5'10 on Facebook. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last event you guys have been to? Uh, WrestleMania? No, I, mine's was raw, like raw and Everett. Oh shit! When was that? Last year. Oh okay. Yeah, they went to the new, uh, newish arena that's in Everett. Um, How was it? It was all right. There was hardly anybody there. Really? Like, it was like, wow. Like right. either like they did a horrible job promoting the show, or no one gave a crap. Right. But I. I thought it was all right. I got we got an Undertaker appearance in Everett, Washington. Okay, you know? yeah, there you go. So, I mean, he choke slammed Shane and Drew McIntyre. I was going to say that I'd never seen Dead Man Taker, um, but I was like, no, it's not true because the Elimination Chamber had that great ending with him and Triple H. Yeah, that was awesome. We saw him yeah at WrestleMania for the Reigns match, which we all thought was his final match. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we got to see right, Taker's yeah, final pretty... match. And then he he like wrestles like two months later in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Those shows are are interesting shows because yeah they they act like they don't ever exist. Right, like what is it about the Saudi Arabia shows that bring out the absolute worst? <laughs> like some of the worst matches of all time. Have Goldberg all Taker, uh, DX versus Brother Destruction. Uh, there's quite a few others, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's like the, the, the sixty man Royal Rumble. Yes, the sixty man Royal Rumble. It was like greatest Royal Rumble. the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was just like wow. Like, do they just forget how to wrestle? Right. That's why I always wonder, like, how the hell does this go so wrong? Like yeah. every time, like every time, it's a new level of just sheer disaster. <laughs> and like, there's always Goldberg almost outs. kills Taker, and Taker almost kills Goldberg, right? Yeah, and there's always that fallout. Like, 
you get they, the wrestlers get stuck on the tarmac. They won't let him leave. Oh, right, yeah. What was up with Shawn that? Michaels comes back for an right? match. Right? Like, he must have been so fucking oh, yeah. pissed. I came back for this. this came is, back after... Everybody wants to see him versus AJ Styles, but right? no, you get yeah. this. Like, arguably... The, arguably the greatest storyline send-off in history with the greatest match in history. Yep. And you fuck it up. It's one of the worst And you come back. Even though he was determined on not ever coming back. Yeah. Never throwing big money at him. I bet. But well, yeah, reason, and then like the promos to it was like Undertaker's like, you never came back because you were afraid, afraid. to face me right. again. I'm like, you're like almost 60, dude. I right. Think I think he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, I was just like, what are they going to do this? What are they going to do this? And I was just like, oh, Saudi Arabia. Just because... I mean, even the like people running the Saudi Arabia shows didn't even know Warrior and Yokozuna were dead. So they, right. they requested them to, like... If you're going to bring in a product in, you should know the product. Right. You know? And they're like, yeah, bring in Yoko and Warrior for the battle run. You know they're dead, right? <laughs> That's pretty incredible. That is, yeah. <laughs> Those are some pretty big names. I think you would know. You know, and it kind of pissed me off. Like, The Undertaker talked about in um, uh, the last ride thing. He said, you know, about the DX match, that his head just wasn't in it, you know, kind of thing. It's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, you are getting paid an exorbitant amount of money. Yep. Shawn Michaels came out of retirement for this. Like... I'm gonna put your working boots on right. here. Yeah, you like, may want to. Like, what's up with that? Put a good match on, right? Like watchable. Like he that's was, so absurd. He was just, yeah. They're going in like we're gonna walk through this match. Like there's no way we can fuck it up, right? And then they did. And everybody at that point is like ten years older, so like their bodies aren't as. The Undertaker documentary was top. notch. Oh, those are phenomenal. Yeah. Top notch. That was that shit was great. Amazing. I was really impressed. I couldn't wait for each new episode. I think it might be the best thing they've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, the grand total is like what? They're an hour and a half each? Yeah, yeah I think so. Something like that. Three, four of them? No, there's like five, five? or six episodes. I mean, it's, it's like a good ten hours. I mean, and he has such a hit, like a history to tell. Right. Like, I think they did just as well a job as they did uh, with like the Dark Side of the Ring documentaries. Yeah. Like, I think they're that level of good. You guys, have you guys all seen all of them? I haven't seen all of them. I've seen a few of them. I've seen all of them. They're Not all, all of them. Really good. The one I haven't watched was, um, was it Clay Jack or? New Jack? New, New Jack was the New Jack one. I haven't watched that one. The New Jack one's really good. Yeah? Yeah. New Jack one is really good. The Chris Benoit one's really good. The de- I think the with Chris the Chris Benoit one, I've read Ring of Hell so many times. I was like, oh, it's just Right. Because like, they have the author of the book on there, too. Oh, okay. And, but I was like, well, that's intriguing to me because... His son David's actually going to speak out about it. Like right. that's what made the Owen one so great was because his kids were able to talk David about was it. creepy, huh? David was creepy in that mm. in the in the uh, dark side of the ring thing. Like he just had this weird grin to him, and yeah. like it's kind of like it's like a mini version of his dad. Like he just constantly seemed like he was trying to ease the tension that was kind of there because of, like, who your dad is and what he did and everything. Like, it was just a really weird atmosphere, man. It was really weird. DDP was a WWE tag champ? Yeah, I'm watching this, and I'm like, who is this guy on the right? Canyon, man. You don't know about Canyon? Who's better than Canyon? That's right, nobody. Nobody. According to his shirt. Yep. Now, that's another tragic tale. Both of them, man. I mean, DDP and Storyline, Canyon in real life, unfortunately. Back to, like, the show itself. 
well, sitting front row, you, I imagine you guys have started to see the familiar faces that are constantly there. Yep. Yeah. Are these are these fuckers retired and just travel? Like, the yeah, there's a couple what? guys. Like, I want to know how the Brock Lesnar guy always gets front row. Yep. Yeah. Okay, the guy with so the long hair. I was yeah. talking to a guy that works at radio in um, Seattle, Steve Miggs from BJ Miggs on KSW. All oh, right. He he actually through like you know the radio station. He got to know a guy. In WWE, which hooks him up on like the best seats, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> he has some connections. And obviously, WWE sees okay. That guy was a viral, viral right. on the internet. That guy's important. That guy, uh, give him that spot every time. Yeah, it's, a, it's the same spot. I know. Uh, it's like the old ECW super fans, like the hat yeah, guy. Like, and like, my the guy I remember the most was uh, the Hawaiian shirt dude. <laughs> was the dude who like you would see in WCW and WWE events? I think his name was Vlad. He's the guy who like who he was half black, half white. He was in pretty good shape. Okay. Had glasses. Uh, at WrestleMania ten, he was uh, front row with two other people, and they were wearing tuxes with WWF on them. Oh yeah, on the front. Yeah, like you see the guy all the time. Um, He's always going like number one, like that. Like, ah, I'll try and pull him up. You guys, or here. that kid with the bowl cut. Yes. <laughs> During the warrior, he's like, ah. I love the bowl cut kid, man. Oh god, this is not going to be a good match, is it? Man, this is when Kane was jacked. <laughs> like, this is the buff Kane, man. Like, he just roided out, just jacked, <laughs> juiced to the gills. Like, I mean, look at him. <laughs> It, it looks like they forgot to tie down the cage. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like Taker's refusing to go do this match. What do you think is Sarah's doing now after they split? Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I've always thought that she just really wasn't that attractive. She might have been a great person. Uh, I can tell that Undertaker, he has a type. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Blonde-haired woman. Yep. Blonde-haired this guy. Boobs. Oh, that dude. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, Vladimir, that's his name. That's him. But that would be badass to, like, be able to get to go to all the shows. Yeah. Right? I, I actually saw the guy with the really long hair, and it looks like he always brings his mom. Really? Or someone, but <laughs> I, I saw him at the uh, airport. I know there are some people who do. Like, I, I knew a guy who him and his mom go to WrestleMania every year. Yeah? Yeah. That's pretty badass, though. Right. I would have nice so. having the, that type of money too. Exactly. I wouldn't want to just because I hate traveling. Oh, like they would just not not would be worth it for me. Unless it was like unless I had a lot of money. Yeah. And I could do it like first class, and I could get all this super duper VIP package type thing. Yeah. I remember Henry and I flew to Orlando together. I'm pretty sure I passed out for the majority of the ride. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Like this, this would be a fun eight-hour flight or six-hour flight. It was like, like four or like something. Not. <laughs> yeah, like we had one flight to LA, and then like an hour, which we couldn't find a freaking restaurant to eat at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds brutal as hell, man. Yeah, and then like I buy a sandwich for like twelve bucks. You know, airport food's really expensive. Yeah, but because the Burger King line was super long. Right. And there's no like. There's no real places to eat there. It was like a Burger King in the line for that. It's outrageously yeah. I was like, yeah, I remember eating at this Burger King when I came to L.A. the last time when I was a kid. When, when has there ever been a line to eat at Burger King? I don't know. <laughs> when it's in an airport. When it's in an airport. That's about it. I tried stopping by a Dairy Queen last night, and the line was like way in the parking lot. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, not doing it. 
you know, I would like to um, hopefully start going back to shows. Maybe depends on what next year looks yeah. like. You know, because if they do, one thing we were my dad and I were really digging was something called CPW, and it was like a lower rent kind of thing. It was like a, you know, indie it was, show. It was indie show, but it was kind of you know like the production quality wasn't the best. Sure. So, but those shows were so much fun. Like, it was like in this old, like, church. Okay. The church became a coffee house. And so they were running the shows there. And That'd then, be amazing if it was still a church and they were wrestling in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had, like, they also called it, like, one of the shows was, like, the Combat Cathedral or whatever. Oh, nice. Okay. And so, um, but, like, it was just, like, a bunch of local guys, you know, that were doing it on the weekends. Yeah. But they had some pretty dang good matches and momentum going on like they would run a monthly show and it was only like they it was basically free but you could give a donation to get sure. in so we'd just like give five bucks you it, know it sucks and for that, the guys that are working it because they're they're wrestling for nothing right well you know these guys are doing day job monday through friday day they job to, somewhere yeah. and but like the suggested donation is like ten bucks, but like you know, you could have a ringside seat right, right there. Right. We'd always like sit like third row, so we could have like a better view, you know, like right. you know, a view of it. But they had some pretty entertaining stuff, and then we'd go every monthly show. But now with Corona, right? You know, as Andrew can vouch, I was a well-known, well-respected backyard wrestler sure. for half a second <clears throat> when I was in the ninth grade, and it was. It was actually pretty damn thrilling because, like, probably 20 people actually showed up and we would do it sometimes a couple times a week just goofing around. But then we actually kind of, like, intentionally had two different types of events where we actually people came and everything like that. In the front yard, right? Yeah. And then uh, uh, kids, uh, there was two places. There was a couple places we do it. But the most popular place was at my friend Mike's, uh, his friend Nick. And it was in a place kind of by a school, and kids would start walking by home from school, and they'd start stopping in the streets and standing and watching all of us. I had a ladder match, and uh, we didn't decide who would win or lose before the match. We would just go out and wrestle it. I think that's what most backyard, yeah, like my just, friends and I would wrestle backyard, and we'd just kind of like... we just decide who... Whenever we got yeah. bored, someone panned it, yeah, we just let the pen go. Yeah, that's kind of how it went. It was good times. I uh, I sprained or dislocated or broke. I can't remember. Yes. Uh, I our neighborhood f- friend that we would hang out with occasionally came over and we're, I basically power drived him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I remember walking up and walking him. I remember I was walking up and I was watching him walk away from the front yard with like his arm. He was like holding it up. Okay. It was all kind of jacked <laughs> and. Yeah, Andrew like broke his neck, uh, giving him a pile drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as he walked away, I held the belt up high. Right. Still champion. Like, Don't you ever come back here? Your sucker will do worse. So what was the fallout of that? <laughs> yeah, did you get in trouble for that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, from, but, from her mom or his mom and uh, my yeah. mom. And, um, we we would wrestle throughout the house. We broke oh, furniture remember, left oh, and right, beds, beds, sofas, tables. Like, Especially when I went, I could power bomb you. Like, that was so cool when I figured you know, <laughs> the razor's edge and stuff. And I remember mom used to get so mad because she started developing kind of a neck problem because I was always giving her the Stone Cold Stunner and the Diamond Cutter out of nowhere. Oh, my God. She used to get so mad at me. Yeah. But I used to love doing it. It was so fun. I, I remember that the parents were out of the house and you and I were wrestling. Oh, yeah. And we broke my bed. And I remember you're like, 
just sit here and when they come in, just tell them something it broke. You you don't know what happened. Right, yep. And so the parents come in. I'm sitting there like, hey guys, it <laughs> broke. <laughs> the, the truth was though, is I dined you out. I went outside and I said Andrew broke his bed, but I told him I'd take the rap for it. So just act like you don't know anything happened. <laughs> like yeah, that was some real shady yeah. shit. All the brothers, man. That's yeah. what they're. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what they're for, right? You learn, you learn, you learn. Stirring shit, cause trouble. My cousins and I would always, he had a trampoline, and we'd mm. always run our shows on the trampoline. It's hard to wrestle on a trampoline. Yeah. Like, there's a real risk of injury, man. <laughs> well, we pulled it off, though. I always, free, I always hated being on a trampoline with someone. It always freaked me out. I was always afraid that the springs would snap or yeah. something. Yep. That's my fear, too. Right? Mm-hmm. We put in a lot of hours on that trampoline with matches, that's for sure. That's what that, the Hardy Boys did. We uh, wore his trampoline out. I bet. <laughs> Yeah, the Hardy Boys, yeah, that's all they do is they wrestle in this big old trampoline ring and it looks super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> they were just getting ready for like this six-sided ring. Pretty much. You know? Just put up some uh, ropes and you're good. You're good to go. That's one thing I want to do. I want to be able to go in an actual ring. I've never been. It's, uh, yeah, that's you know, not bad. Never it's, been in one. Um, it's, like, it's way stiffer than you imagine. Yeah. Like, it's literally wood. It's wood, right? Yeah. Planks of wood. Yeah, it's literally just planks of wood. And they're loud too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember I mean, the WCW cue sticks were super loud. You've been in the Crazy Monkey Ring, haven't you? Not yet. Oh, you haven't been in the ring? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, just, you hear it's like walking on a creaky floorboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, because when they take bumps, like if you're at a Monday night, cause there's, no, there's no commentators, right? You just hear all the mats. Mm-hmm. The, the mat hits. I think, obviously, it's Mike too, but. Right. Oh man, remember when Macho dove off the steel cage and somehow didn't obliterate his knees? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, isn't he about to win? Looks like it. I think Take both of them need to be out of the ring. Oh. So it's kind of crappy if you're, if you're um, DDP because your partner just left you. Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> I see what it is. 2 on one now. Yeah. <clears throat> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> now go bury him even more. <laughs> right. Man, he gave up all that money. DDP? Yeah. Yeah, because he took the buyout deal. Yeah, because he could have sat at home. Sat at home for 18 months making hardcore money, man. Yeah, they had their contracts until like, what, 2002? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2002, 2003. I guess depending, because Flair showed up in 2001. Yeah. He probably got bored. Probably. I feel like he needs to stay busy, otherwise he gets into like some trouble. God, they buried DDP so badly. <laughs> yeah. Well, now he's out doing yoga. Yeah, I mean, he's doing great. He's got no complaints. I wonder story. if, like, they, like, he, with all this, you know, how Paige is, like, positive and right. stuff. Like, if he really thinks, like, wow, like, Undertaker really buried right. me. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he, I've heard him talk about it before, and he's, he says, I wish I would have just said, either people's champ versus people's champ, or no thanks. You're right. And, you know, people, like, mock that idea, like, he wasn't as big a star as The Rock. Like, no, he wasn't maybe as big as The Rock, but all wrestling fans knew who DDP was. Yeah. And they would have been super stoked for DDP versus The Rock. <laughs> yep, now there's even further barrier. Right. Well, this has been good. We covered a lot of... of Who's been where? Who's seen what? Yeah. That's right. Where's Marty's shoe? No one, uh, no one knows. No one Calvert knows needs to meet some wrestlers. Yeah, right. Gotta hop on that train sometime. If it ever comes to uh, Washington, you know, and we're all in the same area again. Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. 
Or if it comes back out the Cali way. Right. Yeah. Tequila Cali. Could get you. You can meet some wrestlers and. I'll have to show you guys if you're ever in the Bay the uh, Steiner Bros. No, the Stoner. The Stoner Bros. <laughs> they are a o- Oakland-based tag team, and they fucking stink. They never <laughs> shower. It's I only... thought you were gonna say that they never have a good match. They, right. The Stoner Bros. When they come out, I leave because it's so foul. <laughs> it's supposed to be like the Steiners, but they're Stoners. Yeah, and they like come out super high. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah. It's Oakland, Tommy. Right. Huh. All right. Uh, Caliber and I will be at our regular schedule to bring you more WCW content that we know that you've been wanting. Of course, they've been dying for it. Yeah, been because we're getting WCW. Because uh, we're getting to the point where Flair's gonna get into some trouble with the NWO. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me be a part of it and yeah. talking some some wrestling. Uh, it was, it's been fun. All right, yeah. We will catch you later. Yeah. Deuces.